0: Um, those of you that have heard it, it's probably, you know, those of that have been here a while yeah. know that at least what we're teaching here is in perfect alignment with what mm-hmm. pastor is preaching. Mm-hmm. So uh, before I forget, uh-huh. uh, Randy Merritt uh, Memorial is going to be September 28th, Saturday, at 11 o'clock in the morning here in this room. Um, so anyone that wants to. Or if you know anyone that kind of was in 101 and whatnot, um, you know, let them know.
1: (gasps) The newlyweds! Hi, newlyweds!
0: That's not their baby. (laughs) baby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I was gonna run with that one. There was a preemptive strike. Why'd you do that? I could have had a lot of fun with that.
0: So <laughs> last week we talked about um, a model for renewing our mind. We talked about the ABCDEs. Um, and I know that um, I made some extra copies. Um, I'm going to ask if you um, got a copy last week. Don't grab one this week. Um, yeah. But if you want to just pass them around. I'll take one if you're interested. Ron found this really, um, cool quote. Um, well,
2: well, just mention it.
0: Well, I know, I'm laughing at the pink elephant syndrome.
2: Well, that's because you, um, that's what you call it all the time.
0: Uh, okay,
2: we don't, well, it is, it's the truth. Don't think about the pink elephant. No,
0: exactly, because pink yeah. elephants are not a it's Actually, I talk about yellow elephants, because I think there are some pink elephants, but I'm not really now sure. Now I'm seeing
2: an elephant with a rainbow. Keep talking.
0: It's, it's, uh, I'm uh, all messed up now. I, 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 I all right. The quote is, he is to, to not to stop thinking negative thoughts by trying harder, but by challenging them outright. So if we talk about that pink elephant, and I don't like a pink elephant because a pink elephant isn't right, so we need to get rid of any thoughts about pink elephants because, again, pink elephants are really not a good thing. They are they take up a lot of space, and they're not real, and I've got to stop talking about pink elephants. Well, how many times have I mentioned pink elephants in the last... So I need to use that pink elephant as a trigger, to think of something else, right? What else? Oh, well, pink reminds me uh, kind of red, Valentine's Hearts, and red makes me think of love, so God's love conquers the pink elephant. Okay? I have to have a train of thought to get me from here to here. And the A, B, C, D, E that we talked about last week, where there's an activating event, and all of a sudden I'm like, you you know, what happened? Well, I had thoughts before I had that response. There was someone that did something that triggered something, right? And whatever the word says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, when I start yelling and screaming, guess what? There's stuff in my heart. Well, how did it get into my heart? It got into my heart actually first through my head. Because we thought something, how we responded. And we had that thought long enough that it got into our heart and now... Out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks.
2: So the key is, you know, and we've shared this so many times, especially when people have addictions and stuff like that. Okay, I have to stop doing this. I have to stop doing this. You keep repeating that over and over. That's not going to, the enemy loves that. Because the enemy has you focused on that addiction as opposed to the truth of God's word. Because we're trying to do stuff in our own willpower, that never works.
0: Well, it, it it will work
2: for a short time. It never sustains. The only thing that sustains is what Peter said in Second Peter chapter 1 when he talked about, I have given you everything that you need by my divine power. My divine power is within you to live a godly life. And that's what we have to focus on. We have to focus on the truth. So what we have to do is we have to challenge those negative thoughts with the truth. Let's not just try and think of those thoughts less. Let's challenge them with the truth, disable the thought altogether, and get it out of our life. That's how we do that.
0: Okay. So, with that in mind, this week and next week, we're going to talk about some unhealthy self-talk. How many people in this room have self-talk that has not been productive at times? (laughs) Okay. I know I had a long life pattern of every single one of these um, unhealthy self-talk for a long time. Now I've kind of localized it to one or two, and they come real quick when I get injured, when I get emotionally injured, you know, and and it takes me a season to get out of them again. All right. God bless you but the more that i practice the more i get in there but why do these unhealth or how do these unhealthy self talk scripts come into existence question how do you think they come into existence which
2: what's the open door
1: somebody said to you Okay. you know in okay.
0: your
3: childhood okay yep
0: up. yep internal wells internal scenarios
2: you are in your brain okay sarah
0: Lives. Okay, pretty much. So, we're going to start by. Um, I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to start?
2: Yeah, let's start with that. Okay. So, wh- what we're going to do is we're going to present three different scenarios to you. And the three different scenarios represent the three different types of negative self talk that we're going to address today. We don't want you to raise your hand. You can if you want. We're not asking you to raise your hand. But, what we're, Because these unhealthy thinking patterns often come out of childhood. Because And there are lies that we believe, and there are inner vows that we take when we're kids. I'll never let anybody do that to me again. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing we know, somebody's shooting up a school because they weren't going to be bullied again. Or whatever that scenario takes. So I want you to think about your childhoods as you were growing up. Did you face in your childhood considerable rejection or highly critical home environments? Rejection, whether it's overt and abusive or more subtle and neglectful, did you ever face that? Were your childhoods very critical? Were your parents very critical? Could you not do anything right? Or could you ever do anything good enough? You know, I remember growing up, I get an A minus. My dad would ask me, why didn't you get an A? Meanwhile, my brother's failing. So, you know, is anything ever good enough? How about this home environment? Spilling mer- milk merits an attack on one's character. Excessive discipline, way out of proportion to the offense. Or did you have a parent that was self-absorbed in her loneliness, rejection, or fear, and sees catastrophes in any situation? Were you the overly responsible child who is making up and filling in a relational vacuum in your family? Because there are kids like that. They seek to hold the family together by pleasing everyone or meeting one parent's emotional needs due to a breakdown in the marital relationship
0: or did you need to take care of all the younger siblings because your parents were too busy your mom was a single mom and you were the oldest child okay did you grow up in an area where one incident with your neighbors would mean you're now no longer able to talk to them or communicate with them or where you had an embarrassing moment and you screwed up in a sports or a club or something like that and now you're not allowed to participate at all.
2: Or you take an inner vow and you choose not to participate, Mm -hmm. saying you're never good enough for that.
0: Okay. Or because you didn't get the grade that you wanted, it's, I'm not a good student and I'll never be able to learn.
2: Were Were you referred to as a dummy, a clown? A fat, so stupid rebel, weirdo, chunky monkey, whatever that is
0: mm-hmm. um, oftentimes comments about our body, you know you're 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 too big, you're too small, you're too flat, you're too chesty, you're too you know fill it in, you all right, you're too scrawny, you'll never be an athlete, okay um, okay.
2: So, all of these are examples of stuff that we get. And I'm not going to ask, could everybody in here relate to at least one of those? I related to all three, to be honest with you. If we had candy, we'd toss it out. Okay? But all of us, and it's important to understand that this is impacted by what happened back here to the extent that I have not received fullness of healing from the stuff back here. Not only that, I got news because as lovely as my wife is, for stuff that I have not received fullness of healing back here, I don't know how she manages to do it, but those are the buttons Jean can push the best. But you know what? It's because... Of the injuries back there that those are the only buttons that work anymore, because there are pre there are things that I've received healing for that Jean can say to me or do, and they just they don't even phase me anymore. The only things that phase me are those things that she touches upon for which I have not received the fullness of god's healing
0: and there are also times where because again this is about relationships where Sue, you and I are friends, okay? You can say some things to me. I know your heart, not a big deal. My coworker says the same exact thing to me, and I'm like, what is your problem? (laughs) Right? Because we have this relationship, and because the relationship is one of trust, and I know her heart, but I don't know this person's heart in the same manner, or I assume because this person uh, works differently and sees the world differently than I do, that their particular comment was a direct attack against me. How do I do that? Because I'm a personalizer. I take personal, um, alright, not healthy, okay, definitely not healthy. Um, At the same time, it is something that I do. I tend to personalize things. So I can be healed when I've got friends and people that I know But it's harder for me to give people grace and to see that the Lord could be using them in a different way or that their heart may actually be kind intended. Even when it's not, um, I could take it on and personalize it. What a personalizer does is they take external events and they personalize it. It's my fault. They're doing it on purpose for me. There's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's... um, it's uh, the first start of feeling rejected um uh, it's first start of isolating yourself Um,
2: it it is really a symptom of or it when we came out of a home that was highly critical it's all my fault my bedroom used to be right off the living room walls were thin, I could hear my mother railing up and down on my stepfather consistently in a very controlling fashion. Well, for the first 16 years of a different relationship, she was also abused. She's not going to allow that to happen again. So, So it's a very controlling atmosphere. So when I get into that situation, and when I hear that constantly going on and on and on, even if this stuff isn't directed at me, I can start, we know how kids are, we can start to feel responsible for that in some fashion. Especially if I happen to hear my name being called. Why did you do this with Ron? Why did you, all of a sudden that's my fault. Because they wouldn't be arguing if it wasn't for me.
0: Is that the truth?
2: <laughs> They'd be arguing regardless. All
0: right, but we take it on. We take it on.
2: Because as kids, we don't know what to do with that stuff. So that when we got into this relationship, if Gene, and there are still tendencies that I have, and I'm I'm just going to be transparent with you, there are still tendencies that I have. If there is something, if Gene is in a bad mood, there are still moments I think it is my fault. Until I ask, I'm convinced it's my fault Before, if I don't ask. There are moments I still believe that. There were a lot more moments when we were going through the early years of our relationship, and we just assumed, I just assumed it was my fault. So, okay, I just got to do better. I just got to do better. I just got to do better. If you're in the I just got to do better syndrome, then we're personalizing things. And personalizing things doesn't work. Got news for you. Doing better does not work. You know what works? Why are you upset? Did I do something to cause you to be upset? And I want you to be honest with me if I did.
0: Really vulnerable spot. Really vulnerable spot. And
2: why is it vulnerable for starters? Why do you think that? Why do you think I just, what I just said, made me very vulnerable.
0: Was there something that I did was wrong, is what Ron asked. When you're in a
1: personalizing place where you think everything is wrong, or you think everything you're doing is wrong, Mm -hmm. then you're opening yourself up to hear you've done something wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. Can can you handle the truth?
2: You can't handle the truth! (laughs) Love that movie.
1: (laughs) David, she said something. Okay. It also puts you in a place of
2: feeling defensive. It puts me in a place where I could feel defensive, where yeah, okay, now uh, now can be confirmed that it's all my fault. Not only that, if Gene tends to get historical and hysterical, I can hear things that I've done wrong for the last five years. Mm-hmm. I assure you, though, that there is no way we're going to get beyond this if I don't become vulnerable. And the only way I can truly become vulnerable is knowing that my identity as a son of God is secure. As a son of the Father is secure. Because there is nothing that Jean can say that can impact truly that relationship I have with my Father. There's nothing she could say. If I'm secure in this relationship, I should be able to ask that question that I just asked. So.
1: Is there anything that she can say, using this example, is there anything she can say to help you be secure in your um, relationship
2: with God? In that moment, the answer is no.
0: Not in that moment.
2: Not in that moment, but there are things that Jean can say and feed into me on a daily basis to help me with that identity and it can be saying stuff even when she doesn't feel it that says you know what you're a daughter of the king
0: I wouldn't say that to him I would say he's the son of the king (laughs) okay but I can I can say things like I really appreciate how you're trying to grow in the Lord because I just love the fact that you're trying to love the Lord as much as he loves you you know um,
2: Identifying those things, showing appreciation for those godly character traits.
0: Okay. I'm glad God gave you the talents and the gifts that he gave you. I know your sense of humor sometimes really bugs the snot out of me. But, all right, um, he he says he's not funny. He's hilarious. All right.
2: Yeah. Um, you're funny. No, the word you're looking for is hilarious. I correct okay. you.
0: But, I mean, and, and this is the conversation. It's like, you know, I know that your sense of humor bugs the snot out of me sometimes but I see that other people really enjoy it, and it's a gift that God has given you, and I appreciate that. All right? So in that type of conversation that we have outside of the fight times, um, there's truth, right? I'm not giving him a bunch of, you know, hey, no, you know what, you're a real funny guy. God loves that. When sometimes his sense of humor... Why did you say that? Okay. So it so he knows that sometimes it bothers me. And if I say he's got a really great sense of humor and then I respond like that, I'm sending him a mixed message. You know, but the truth is, it bothers me, but I can still see how God uses that in so many different areas. And that helps to build his identity up, which helps to prevent some of the personalization because what I'm doing is putting a new um a new voice into his head.
2: We, we've talked about filling the emotional cup. And what ends up happening is I'm going to be able to be more transparent, more vulnerable the more Gene fills into my emotional cup with words of appreciation, words of encouragement, words of approval. Where, you know what, Gene's building that into me so much that I can come forward with that and I can absorb what, even if Gene gets hysterical, even in, if we're really in the heat of it, and in that moment she can't really rein it in, there has been so much positive stuff that has been flowing into my cup over the course of day after day after day after day. This is why marriage and love takes a lifetime. What
0: is marriage meant for? Eternity. Refining.
2: It is meant for eternity.
0: It is meant for eternity, but it's also meant to refine us. Okay. and in that process um yeah in that process it's not easy but that's what relationship is you know if you think about iron, iron sharpening iron all right there's a lot of sparks that fly and the only difference between iron sharpens iron and sharpening your blade right sharp use your sword all right making it a honed instrument is the angle in which you apply it Alright? Because if I'm clashing and hitting side by side and slashing, all right, that's gonna cut and it's gonna ruin my blade and it's gonna make it very dull and it's gonna put but if I'm rubbing up against it at the right angle, I'm sharpening that blade. And it makes a big difference. Pastor's um, um message this morning, it talks about um in Ephesians, right? So stop telling lies. Don't let anger control you. This is a different version than his. All right. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander. Instead, be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. All right. How many try to live by that, but still get that? Ah, yeah, right. What we're talking about today is the process of how you don't talk harshly, but instead learn how to forgive one another or tender heart. We've got to change the message that we're listening to.
2: Yeah, and and like we share, and this is part of it, this is, so there's a a long answer to your very short, concise question. There's really nothing you can do in that moment. It's a process of building up that safe environment for us to be vulnerable with one another. And then again, if Jean can't rein it in and she's very harsh, I have to choose in that moment not to be offended. I I simply have to choose not to be offended. Now, here's a great thing. Second Peter chapter 1 says that by his divine power, I have been given everything I need to live a life of godliness. And so I must choose. That's what that verse says. The fullness of that verse says, so I must choose. So make every effort. That's what the verse says. Make every effort. I have to make every effort, even when I'm being hit, to respond in a godly way The good news is, again, I've been given that divine power to actually do that. So I'm without excuse. I'm without excuse.
0: And at the same time, it's a process. Yes, it's a process. I where I work, I am the only Christian. Okay, they do this Thursday Thursday things. All right, where they all go out to drinks after work on Thursdays, and Sometimes I'm included, most times I'm not. Um, They know I don't drink, all right? I can't tell you how many times I've taken on rejection. Notice how I've said this. I've taken on rejection when you hear them talking over here. Oh, we're going to go. You're going to go? Yeah, I'm going to go. And then skip me. Oh, you're going to go? Yeah, we're going to go. I was like, well, what the heck's wrong with me? And then I'm thinking, wait a second. I'm different than them. Do I really want to be included? Yeah, I'm human, I want friends, I want, you know. I go back and forth with this self-talk. It's like, but no, I don't want to be included in something that's not what God would have me to do. Do I really need to sit around, even if I'm not drinking, with people who are drinking? Is there anything wrong with that? Not necessarily, but I have to change the self-talk. Yes, I want relationship with the people that I spend a large part of time with, but I don't want relationship in that way. So when I get that first instinct of they didn't invite me, they don't like me, they personalize, all right? I ask, okay, Lord, what lie am I believing? All right, and what's the truth? What's the truth? I may not be liked in the same way at work that I'm liked by the people at church or my family. That may be a truth, all right? Because I'm different. You know, I'm not part of that world. But I need to put it in the context of my identity with Christ and what God has called me for. Does that make sense? Uh, We're going to give you guys a chance to... um, Do you understand what personalizing is? Any outside thing that you take? it. Okay. So we're going to give you guys some possible self-talk.
2: Yeah, we're going to give you some possible self-talk. And how would you change that self-talk? So we're going to give you an opportunity to practice this. So I'm going to I'm going to lead off. I can't do anything right.
0: So what's the truth we can replace that with? Okay, I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to
2: say this. Oh, I'm going to say this. Say it without a scripture. Because we've taught, and this is really hard for us. Because if I come up to you and I say, I can't do anything right. And you respond with, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Is is that that the truth? truth? Absolutely. Absolutely the truth. But what we're doing is we're meeting a heart condition with head knowledge.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. That doesn't work.
0: How many people have had the truth of Scripture put in their face, and then you f- feel worse? Now I feel condemned.
2: Now because I'm not believing God's Word, and uh, the the truth of the matter is I'm not believing God's Word, and that has to be dealt with. But it can't uh, when when somebody's responding me to me on a head knowledge when it's a heart issue, that's going to bounce right off, mm-hmm. and it could do further injury, believe it or not. And so, yes, I appreciate that. That is the truth. But how could there be a response where if I basically say, man, I just can't do anything right? How would you respond to me? Okay. David? Has
0: anyone learned from their successes? <laughs>
2: no. Seriously?
0: No. You learn from successes? Okay. Oh, okay. How okay. much do you learn more from your failures or from your successes? Failures. Failures. You can't fail. You can't Okay, David, but it's learning. I was going to say, change it to something
3: that would be more real. So, well, yeah, we all make
1: mistakes,
3: but, and then list the
1: things that that person does. Yeah. So, in this exercise, am I, is it that
0: I'm answering you, or I'm saying that myself? How would
2: you say that to yourself? Either or both. Either or both. both. Either or both. I I like David's response, too, because, uh, you know, we, there are, yeah, I screw up. Truth is, is I screw up, but I get a lot more things right than I get wrong.
1: I think that's that's the key to it, is that just because I've grown up with so much all-or-nothing thoughts, that it's really about countering the thought when it comes into your brain to say, no, that's not really true. I've done a lot of things right, but right now, I messed
3: up. yeah
2: and then and and then this is this is beautiful. That's where I can do all things through Christ Jesus, who strengthens me, can have the fullness of the impact that it can have because then it's like a blessing on top of that. So what we're doing is we're addressing the heart issue. I can't do anything right. Well, yeah. In this case, you didn't. But you do do a lot of things well. And here are some things you do well. And I want you to keep in mind that, you know, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So when we respond in that way, when we address a heart-to-heart first, and then we can bring in the truth of Scripture to reinforce it, almost as a blessing to the person. We've talked about blessing people, right? We bless them with truth. To solidify the healing that occurs in their heart.
0: Sarah brought up a really good um, point as well, that black and white thinking, that all or nothing. If if you're talking to yourself in the I always, I never, all right, um, that is generally a good red flag or a key that says your thinking is not healthy, all right? Um, and that can be on both sides. You can be very prideful and it's like, I'm always the one that has the best answer, all right? that's unhealthy, (laughs) okay? I'm always the one that screws up. That's unhealthy. Neither are true.
2: And that's actually generalizing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've talked about personalizing. That is actually generalizing. You know, I'll never have any friends. I'll never find a, in my case, I'll never, well, I'm not even going to say that because I found it. You always. (laughs) You always.
1: I once had a co-worker me you have a lot more going for you than against you and i didn't even
0: know how to respond to that all i can do is just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes some people get put into such a box that their response is no i have way more against me mm-hmm. than going for me because This person is this. This person is that. My finances is this. My finances is that. This is that. Um, They're choosing. And I've responded sometimes like that. You know, when I get knocked down, it's like, you know, well, you have a good husband. You have a good roof over your head. Do you know how much work this house needs? all right do you know how much he bothers me sometimes you know especially with that sense of humor (laughs) okay you know the fact that that he's on the road all the time you know it's i look at and i choose to look at the negatives and generalize it across my life i mean it's it's i have a husband yeah he does travel a lot it does bring its own issues at the same time um this is still a man that cares for me. What? And, you know, it's... All right, who, when you were growing up, had their parents say, you better eat that food because there's people starving in China? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> All right, Ethiopia, China, wherever, <laughs> right? Um, you know, Ron's comment was, here, put it in an envelope in it, <laughs> <laughs> And then it went... Uh. All right... But where where we just don't care about another person's suffering. You know, we don't want to deal with what's put in front of us. We don't want to deal with what's put in front of us. And again, um, Pastor talked this morning about commitment. Yeah, we have to be committed to this marriage relationship. But we also need to be committed in growing in our relationship with Christ. It needs to be intentional. If both things are not continually worked on, they will degrade. Period. They will be great. So we have to be intentional on working on them, and the only way we can be intentional is catching ourselves when we have those thoughts. And it doesn't mean happy, be lucky all the time. We had a, we sat underneath a pastor that told us um, in, a, in a sermon. He told the whole congregation, "If you are a Christian, you have to learn how to be a good hypocrite." Hello, totally against what the word of God said. All yeah. right, <laughs> seriously, but. He said, if you're not putting on a happy face for the world, how are they going to know that your God is a good God? He
3: said
0: that? Yes. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. How many of us live that as Christians, though? Right? Because we've got God. We've got everything. So, therefore, we want to be a good witness. So, we have to put on that happy face. Right? Yeah, there's some problems there. Yeah. All right? Yeah. As a Christian, we need to walk the truth. The truth means today stinks, but God's going to get me through it. My relationship is not the strongest I can be. I'm not the best that I can be. But this is one day in a life and God has more for me, and I'm going to walk toward that. All right? Again, kind of changing that.
2: that whole thought process. And there is some truth to what he said in that I don't believe in the hypocrite part. But we should be able to demonstrate that no matter what we're going through, we have confidence in Christ. And we have confidence in the God in us to make it through whatever trial we're in. That's what people need to see. They need to see that confidence. They need to see that assurance. And when we're generalized when we don't capture those negative thoughts, that's not going on. That's not. That is not going on.
0: A generalized thought that I'm sure a number of us have had at one point or another. Um, I'll never be able to lose weight. Some people may have the opposite problem. I'll never be able to put on weight. Um, I, I unfortunately know a couple people, and I'm envious. No, I'm not. They have their own issues. <laughs> they have their own issues. See, but even that, that comment that I said, all right, my not being able to lose weight is as serious as some people not being able to gain weight. Right? And how many times do we say, oh, I wish I had that problem? Mm -hmm. Okay? Their problem is as big as your problem is. But we deny it because it's on the opposite side. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I'll never be able to lose weight. What is a comment, a thought, a word that we can say to ourselves or to someone else that will stop the generalizing, right? I'll never be able to lose weight. Sue?
1: I'm having trouble losing weight right now. But with God's help, I'm going to be able to
3: lose weight.
0: Mm-hmm. I wonder what I could okay. do Really good. I wonder, I wonder what, what I, what I, I could do different. different.
2: What I like about both of those is there was no self-condemnation. There was no shaming of self. Because when we generalize, we often shame ourselves.
3: So I like both of those. I'm sorry? Oh. Who I know that's gone through a weight loss journey, and who
0: can I learn from? Yeah. When you, when you leave that, right, and bring it back to the emotional needs. I need support in losing weight. Who can I go to? Yeah. I need support, or I need encouragement. Is there someone that can go on this weight loss journey with me, right, to find out what emotional need we need at that moment mm-hmm. as well? Um,
2: go on. How about this one? Well, it's all right. I always get treated like this. Mm. Mm. So now you're answering that question for yourself. Because just by the reaction in this, I can hear that many people probably heard that thought uh, in their head. So you just you just had this thought. That's all right. I expected to be treated like this anyway.
0: How I expected could, them not to.
2: Yeah. How can you combat that thought? What are some things you can say to yourself? Oh, you didn't think we'd make you work today,
3: huh?
1: <laughs> mm. You know, I was going back to seeing what you shared about the ladies and your job. Mm-hmm. And could you change your perspective on it and see it as, and it could be true, it may not be, but maybe they respect me as a Christian and that mm-hmm. they're not trying to put me in that position, so therefore they are uncomfortable advising. You.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely a different thought pattern. And I've gone there too. But again, in in my life, um, personalizing is one of that first go-tos. So I've done a lot of things, and I don't take it as personal anymore. Um, But I appreciate the different perspective. And that's one of the reasons why we share like we do in class. Because every single one of us has a different perspective, and we have a value, and we have a piece of what God needs for us to give to one another. Relationships aren't just husband and wife. They're not just parent and child. They're neighbors, near ones sharing each other. And um, yeah, I think I shared with you a couple weeks ago that uh, regarding your job, that maybe um, I don't even remember, what, but I gave you a different perspective that you hadn't thought of um regarding what you shared in class it could
1: be either way it It could could be be either way
0: yeah you know and it's like you just hadn't thought of that you know it's it's each one of us see things from different perspectives and we need to be willing to be open in ours to hear someone else's all right sarah did you i was just going to in answering to him what you had
1: said earlier was what is my emotional need because it I know that right now specifically I'm struggling with something in my own life that has been brought up many, many years. And it's hard for me to try to come up with a new tool to change this behavior in myself. Um, but the one thing that I can ask myself over and over again is, what is my emotional need? Because this isn't about what you've done to me or or what they need from me. It's how can I respond differently? Or how can I see this in a way that I can respond differently?
2: Yeah. Identifying what that emotional need is and how it got injured.
0: And not demanding that that emotional need be met by someone or something specifically.
2: And acknowledging that it hurt. It's okay to acknowledge that it's hurt. So as an example, you know, I'll, uh, where, where was I? I expected it to be treated like this. Recognize, you know, that hurt. That hurt really bad. And I'm going to have to find a way to address it with this person. Especially if I don't want to write them off.
0: Which is not a healthy thing to do in many circumstances.
2: It is, in most circumstances, it's not a healthy thing to do because that issue never gets resolved.
0: If you're dealing with a person that is abusive and continues to not have boundaries, then you separate for a season. Yeah. Okay? we will never, you know, never suggest that you stay in an abusive but leave room for forgiveness and healing. Yeah.
2: So in, in many instances, it's one of those, when I'm hit with that, that's all right, I just, you know, I, I expected Gina to respond to me that way. I'm used to it. You know, she doesn't respect me or whatever. And none of that is true, but that's a type of self-talk I can get into. If I get into that self-talk, there there is no room for God here at all because what I've basically told God is this is how I expect to be treated and you can't fix it. You can't change that. That's what i just told God. So I have to separate myself from this or I just have to emotion... I, okay. I can be so emotionally distant I could be emotionally in China right now even though we're physically close. You know that, right? Because what that does is when i say that i expect to be treated like this i can be physically close emotionally distant everything can look fine but it's not and i'm leaving no room for god to change that you uh, know go ahead
0: she'll never respect me he'll never be able to listen to me he's never going to support me the way that i need support you know he's never there for me emotionally um you know this will never it's Sorry, Brian, I'm going to use this example, but, you know, the toilet will never get fixed, all right? Even though he's a plumber, the toilet will never get fixed, all right? Um, because, right? It, I'm generalizing. I'm not... My button, you <laughs> <laughs> we, we all have that. We all have that. Um, when, when I make that comment as well... I'm forgetting God has the ability to change him just the way he changed me it just may be in a different process for him in a different timeline and this is usually the problem I'm too impatient for God to do his work All right God fixed me with that issue why isn't he there yet with that person I understand that I can do it you're supposed to be a mature Christian What's your problem? Why are you lagging in that? All right? Because I believe the way that God did it in me is the way that God did it for you or could do it for you. And because God did it to me like that and I've gotten victory in this particular area, you should be able to like that too. Mm-hmm. I know we've all been there and thought that. Okay? Okay.
3: What I keep going back to is the back to that all or nothing. Mm-hmm. I always I expect this because it what always happens.
2: Yeah, uh,
3: that's not necessarily
2: the case. It's not necessarily the case. It doesn't always happen. No.
3: It doesn't. It's never always or never. So those would be the flags that would get right flagged.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because while and it could even happen frequently, but I doubt it happens all the time. I really do doubt that. And what we have to do, and this is where, because we've talked about this through all these sessions, a heart of gratitude does a tremendous work in changing our heart to be receptive to what God is saying. So if we can be thankful for those times that it doesn't happen, if we can remember those times and have gratitude for that, and even express that gratitude for that, it's going to allow, God works in a heart of gratitude, much easier than he works in a heart of resentment if we're carrying a resentment and bitterness in our heart it's really hard for God to work through that but if there's gratitude in our heart he can work through that it's much easier for him to work through that because you know why because we're more in tune with what God is saying to us in that moment
0: bitterness and resentment puts up a wall that says Lord I don't want you dealing with this It's not that God can't do it. It's we're holding up a wall and telling God, we don't want you. Not that we don't want you to do that. We don't want you.
3: One of the things, um, whenever I kind of think of the statement, uh, uh, I always get treated like this. One of the things I always think of is, okay, yeah, that did hurt. But Lord, show me what their hurt is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Obviously,
0: that came from a place of pain for them, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in, yeah, I was going to go on a rabbit trail.
2: I really do like that, though, because it's important. Back up one bit. It's important because, you know, when there, if Gene does do something, there's been so much security built into the relationship already, okay, I know something else is wrong, so I'm going to recognize that behavior is not she's being overtly just wanting to make my life miserable in that moment. There's actually hurt going on there. So it's like, Lord, what's the hurt that created that response? Because that response doesn't come out of a void. It doesn't come out of a, it's just there. There is actually hurt going on. And it it can be one of those, did something happen at work today? That's my go-to question sometimes because I know work can be difficult. Did something happen at work today? Did something happen here today? Did something happen there? You know, there there was times that God gave me and Gene was really disappointed in me uh, that I didn't want to do something. And then I realized it wasn't about the something. It was. It wasn't about going for a ride on a trike. It wasn't about that. It was she wanted to be in relationship with someone and go with someone, You'd go be with someone. Oh, you wanted to spend time with them. That's what you really wanted. I wish I had known that because I we could have just went over there. Because for me, it was.
0: I'm sorry. I'm laughing because we're doing a remodel at our house. All right and um ron was doing ron is putting up the molding and we bought the molding and here it is four five six days later and he mentioned about doing it during the day and it didn't happen during the day and i'm getting a little irritated but i'm not saying anything to ron and it's like okay well what are we going to do and it's like well and he doesn't mention the molding all right and i'm like yeah, you know, where's the molding Right. Where's
2: the mold? Well, thing? not only I. Oh, this escalated. Let's be fair. This escalated. It <laughs> did. Because it's like, okay, well. What did
0: Pastor say? It's the small things. It's the
2: small things that escalate. Okay, so it's
0: the small things that kill things. So
2: I make this choice in my head. Okay, I'm going to work on the molding on Friday. So in order to work on the molding on Friday, I'm going to have to work late Thursday night in the office to get stuff done that I was going to do on on Friday. Yeah. So I'm going to have to be working in the office till like ten. There is so much tension in this house. (laughs) I lost a document, a document I have been working on for a while.
0: Not because of necessarily this, but just for
2: because I'm I'm not saving things right. And I'm trying to do too much at the same time, trying to save time. So it's like I lost a document. It's like shut down the computer. And I start putting up molding. Gene asked me, what are you doing? I'm putting on molding. You know, that's what we discussed, right? And so, and the voices weren't really raised and stuff like that. And, but finally, because I thought it was about getting the molding up. No, that wasn't it. You know what it was? It's about getting a portion of the molding up so she could clean up that corner of the family room so she could feel settled there's nothing that brings me into a heart of repentance sooner than recognizing how wrong I was about, but Jean didn't communicate any of that.
0: I didn't and that's on me. That's on me and it wasn't until we had that tension and began to discuss the tension and what was really underlying the tension was I able to process through that if we just got that one wall done I would feel accomplished. And I needed that right now because everything else was in chaos. I have a question. Did
1: you communicate to her when you were gonna do the mobile?
2: Yeah, I was gonna do it over the course of the weekend, but I had talked earlier about doing it at night. So And it hadn't gotten done at night it. because of other stuff that was going on. But we never discussed that. But had Jean shared that, all right, I'll just set aside this and do that because I'd be happy to do that.
0: So Ron's trying to make me happy by doing things, right? And he's generalizing. She wants me to do this, and I'm not working fast enough for her. I never work fast for her. Mm -hmm. You know, I never work on her timeline. That's pretty much what he was thinking, all right? So I'm going to do it on her timeline, all right? I'll show her. How stupid. Can you see the escalation of the stu-
2: stupidity in my head? I'll show her. I'll get it done.
0: At 9.30 at night, okay? I, so it's, it's, it's easy to slip into these unhealthy thinking dynamics without stopping and saying, okay, Lord, really, what, what are we missing in this scenario? We're not meant to live in tension. The tension is there for a reason. What are we missing? What are we missing when we're having this unhealthy self talk um, yeah. we're gonna address the last one for today real quick, which is magnification, magnifying things all right that's the um, you broke the mug you're grounded
2: for a month yeah, yeah. two hundred dollar response to a nickel issue,
0: okay so uh what a great way to ruin the day. How many times has that happened? You're out ready gonna go do a party or you're gonna go someplace and something happens and it kinda of makes a shift. But now your whole day is off because you left a half an hour late and the whole day is ruined. Pretty
2: much? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you say to yourself? Let's is, stop is getting that rid the of truth? It. Is that is the, the truth? Is the whole
0: day off? Is the whole day ruined? Because you're half a day, you know, you leave a you're half an finish hour. You story.
3: You get to the party and nobody even noticed that you were late. <laughs> now I'm going to personalize
2: that. Nobody cares. Yeah, and
0: nobody cares. But the whole day is still off because you made us a half an hour late and then we had to, you know. So what? What? how do we counteract that thinking? We're, we're you know it's it's you spilt the milk again. When are you ever going to? Can't you just be careful? You are such a clumsy person Because you spilt milk. So what do we counteract? What's the thinking that we use? What's the thoughts? All right? when we're having a large response to in the course of things a relatively small issue I mean I know someone that almost went into a panic attack because their electric toothbrush broke and they had to get a new one alright and they were on the phone for over two hours with customer service to figure out which mode did what to know which brand to get (laughs) okay and this is a real life example all right where
2: issues have issues
0: for this individual this was a real crisis all right and it's you know some parts of me were like really just go to Walgreens and get a two dollar toothbrush you know but for this person it was real serious and it's like what type of injuries are, are in their heart that make this such an important issue for them and what are they thinking that can be counteracted at that time so what do you say
2: for me
1: one day well, last week I missed the bar train and i was gonna go there man I didn't have to go back home and miss the train, but I was okay but I thank you for not allowing me to be on that train where something may be happening mm-hmm. Because that happens every morning. I'm like, why are to I'm <laughs> <laughs> <miss> anything. Exactly. <laughs> I know one thing, that's because like a
0: lot of people would say, oh, just let go and let God. And you'd be like, if it was that simple, don't you think I would do it? Exactly. <laughs> right. that's, that's real. God. That's real. That's the truth.
2: I, I refer to that as spiritual cheerleading. Uh-huh. Nothing irritates me more.
0: But how do we let go? And that's what this class is for. You know, it, How do we how do we let it go? And we let it go by the trans, the renewing of our mind, by taking every thought captive mm-hmm. and transforming it into the likeness of Christ. You can say Yeah, Yeah, um, I kind
1: of like the example that um, I was at the work the other day and uh, the chicken thing on the freeway, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. The chicken.
3: Oh, my they God. Got on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I missed that one.
0: <laughs> oh, all over the
1: place. A truck wreck. Yeah,
0: a truck wreck. <laughs> I'm sorry, you got caught way. up with chickens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. okay.
3: My, was, uh, <laughs> the whole
1: bunch of, my whole day was to me, for a moment. But, uh, you know, once I got to work, a lot of people didn't know but I thought the was like uh, it's like, you know that, 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 moment, my whole day is ruined. i to be late for one
0: You know, today is, um, today's the 11th, right?
2: I have no idea. The 8th, okay.
0: Well, September 11th is coming up soon. Um, There were a lot of people that were having really bad days that morning, okay? Problems with their car, problems with with, um, transportation, all right? Not making it to the airport. Not making it to the airport, okay? Really bad days. But had they made it to the airport, had they made the train, had they, okay, they would have been in the towers, they would have been in the plane, Mm -hmm. right? So what worked out to be a really bad day, I mean, in general, was a really bad day, but personally for them, it was literally the difference between life and death. Yeah.
1: We had that exact like at the beginning of our marriage, we were literally, we had just moved up here, we had just been married we're gonna take our daughter to go to our daughter to go see Santa club And he was on the phone, you know, and he just can talk on the phone for hours. So
0: and I was really I frustrated.
1: Yeah, I was really frustrated. But once we got to the mall to go see Santa club the a plane had crashed into the mall.
0: Oh and yeah. right,
1: you know, that was the,
0: the Sun Valley, yeah, Mall
1: when that happened. Yeah, and I was right a lot of kids got hurt right yep. there. And so I try to keep that in mind, but I often forget when yeah. I'm lights.
2: And I get very frustrated. We responded to that, actually. I worked with the Sheriff's Department at the time. and so we ended up responding to that. There's sometimes nothing that puts my mind in perspective than dealing with some of the work that I have to deal with. That really puts my mind in perspective a little bit.
0: Gina, were you going to say something?
1: Um, my incident last week was after getting my car back, for not having it for three weeks, and my radiator blew when uh, I was on Ignatia Valley Road. I just had a brand new head gasket, all this stuff, and then my radiator blew. And all I could think about first was my safety, turn it off, get out of there, Smoke was going everywhere and all I could think about when I crossed the street was, Okay, God, you put me at a place where I was stopped at an intersection where this happened. I was across the street from a gas station where I could take care of things. I was not on the hill going over Kirk Pass when it happened. And and that's all I could think about was all the things that God protected me from at that moment.
0: Amen. so so your heart of gratitude gratitude, your heart of gratitude prevented you from magnifying it's good
3: Um, for me this last week um my store hours and a whole that i get to be able to make schedules and distribute to people got cut by about 20 hours Um, they said 10 because i keep it at 200 but really it's 20 because i have a cushion Anyway, point is, <laughs> um, I let that destroy my confidence for two days. Wow. Um, it, it bled into a few moments with me and in Indica, it bled into our relationship where I kind of snapped at her a few times, and it, it kind of destroyed my, it destroyed two days for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, Lord finally said, haven't you been saying this whole time, that I'm your provider, and you don't put your stock in in your work, you put your stock in me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Don't, I have to say that, haven't I? Guess what? It's test time. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I, I I set up a meeting with the store to explain it to my crew and tell them what's going on and that we need to start pushing. And they like, okay, you done crying now? You done, you know? <laughs> Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing, and I appreciate that. Um, you mentioned the word test. Um, test for me used to be a trigger because right, personalization is one of my unhealthy places to go. So tests are only pass or fail. Um, so I use it more as time to exercise. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: for me, that word test is a trigger, and I I failed that. I failed it again. Okay, Lord, how many more times am I going to have to go through this? Because I keep failing it. And and God says, it's not a pass or fail. It's an opportunity to exercise and strengthen and grow. Um, so it's, it's subtle differences. Subtle,
2: subtle differences.
0: differences that make all the difference in the world.
2: In the, um, the academy that I teach, I give written examinations. I give practical examinations and everything else and this one individual has failed a written examination twice for two different, failed the written examination for module one, failed it for module two, and I get this email back, I'm getting really discouraged. I said, well, it depends on how you view a test because I view a test as a learning assessment. There are gaps in your learning that that exist because either I'm not communicating something well enough or you're not receiving something well enough, we need to identify what those areas are so that we can fix it. Because everything's fixable. So the only mindset you get into is, don't ever look at the examinations that I give as a pass-fail, because they're really not. It's an opportunity for me to learn to ensure that what I have taught and the key concepts that I've taught are actually being learned. That's the only way I can learn that. as as an instructor, and if they're not being learned, we're going to fix that. We're going to find a way to fix that. That works for the both of us.
0: Um, The worksheet that I just gave you, um, it's kind of this put-off put on. I talked a little bit about it last week. Um, We have unhealthy thinking. We talked about personalizing, generalizing, and magnifying today next week we're going to talk about three other patterns we have to remember we have to understand what our thought life comes from and where the message that we got actually came from so that we can actually get healing for that so if my parent was always you know Ron's parent was always yelling how come he didn't get a better grade all right what was the lie that he began to believe at that point and what's the truth any truth or any words that we're trying to alter our self-talk have to be in alignment with God all right it's not just the power of positive thinking all right it does have to be scripture but scripture right off the bat if we don't have an ability to to personalize it can become another thing that just brings condemnation so we have to figure out how that word means what it means what it looks like to us does that make sense Okay, I can do all things through Christ, absolutely. All right, well, Lord, I was not successful, and I am not always wrong. I know that I may often be wrong, but I have seen improvement, and I know with your help, I can do all things. All right, but just going, I can do all things, doesn't bridge that gap and doesn't bring the healing that needs to take place. Does that make sense?
2: Only empathy and compassion can do that, okay. a
0: heart-to-heart connection. Um, so you guys have homework potential things that you can put in. On the flip side of this, it's the ABCs and I'm going to read it and then we'll have Ron pray us out. I literally have this on my bathroom counter, all right? I have a, a nice picture behind it and this is superimposed, all right? because. This is what got me through to change my mindset. It says, Although things are not perfect because of trial or pain, continue in thanksgiving, do not begin to blame. Even when the times are hard, fierce winds are bound to blow. God is forever able, hold on to what you know. Imagine life without His love, joy would cease to be. Keep thanking Him for all the things love imparts to thee. Move out of camp complaining, No weapon that is known on earth can yield the power that praise alone can do. Quit looking at the future, redeem the time at hand. Start every day with worship, to thank is a command. Until we see him coming, victorious in the sky, we'll run the race with gratitude, exalting God Most High. Yes, there will be good times, and yes, some will be bad. But Zion waits in glory where none are ever sad.
2: All right. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time together. And thank you for the thoughts that were shared here. Thank you for the humility that was shared here. Thank you for the vulnerability that was shown here. Thank you for the humility that was shown here. Father, may we take each of those into our walk this week because we need each of those to combat the the um, incorrect thinking that we have the uh, the the mindsets that the enemy tries to get us into. We need that to come against those things that have injured us when we were small and when we are younger and even as adults. So, Father, help us approach ourselves and each other this coming week with that humility and vulnerability and transparency so that we can see your grace because that's where your grace shines the most. And Father, we're cracked vessels for a reason so that Your light can shine through us. Because otherwise it would just extinguish the light. So help us to be vulnerable. Help us to be humble. And help us to be transparent first before You and then before others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you guys very Love you much. you
3: guys. Back at you. <laughs>